This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Well, Thames-based composer and producer Carl Stephen has a new album out today. All of Human Emotion on Microfiche has little in common with Carl's music from earlier times when he co-fronted high-energy funk rock band Supergroove and later the even more high-energy surf punk outfit The Drab Doorifs. There were others too. It is perhaps more closely aligned with his work in the field of film and television soundtrack composition. There's more space, a few obvious hooks, and eclectic range of sound and instrumentation. Carl Stephen joins me on the line now to talk about that new work. Kia ora, Carl. Good to have you with us. Kia ora. Carl, tell us, when did this project start for you? Well, really, um, yes, as you mentioned, my job is, is doing film and television music um, and it's something I enjoy very much uh, but every so often I need a day off um, and yeah on those mental health days I usually make some really random thing with no no one telling me what to do and no plan in mind and, it, and just what happens happens and um, gradually they started sort of piling up on the hard drives and yeah this uh, label Sun Return Records was sort of um, nice enough to express some interest in you know releasing a curated bunch of that stuff and yeah it actually hangs together as a as a little album so that's really fun. It has involved collaboration but necessarily that has presumably been from a distance given the circumstances of the past couple of years? Exactly. The, all the collaboration has been at a distance, I guess. Um, so it was really great to have Shay Fu on one of the tracks, Scratching. Um, yeah, um, that was really fun to get to work on something that wasn't Supergroove, you know. Um, and, yeah, do something fresh and new instead of how I usually see him as we, you know, perform together the songs we wrote when we were 18 years old, which is not recent. Um and, and yeah, uh, other collaborations as well, uh, but as you say, uh, all over the internet. And how much has that process mirrored the way that you work in soundtrack composition and recording at the moment? Yeah, it, 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 is, it is similar. Um, the big difference, I suppose, is that um, with my own stuff, I just get to push it as far as I want and then there's no one to sort of pull me back in. Um, so I am... Uh, I've been pleasantly surprised, I suppose, with people's response to um, what I've made. Literally, far. literally, uh, no one yeah. to bounce it off. Well, I eventually play it to sort of you know my nearest and dearest and and friends and stuff. But um, I guess you know that's yeah mixed mixed responses there. <laughs> um, my my super close besties they're like yes this is great um but some of my other musical colleagues are like and what is this uh, and i feel a bit that way too about it sometimes but that's why it's been nice that um out in the world it's like people find it interesting and and fun or you know um but they don't hate it or if they hate it they don't tell me so that's a win <laughs> mm, interesting that i mean when we last met it was a hastily set up and executed short live set by the drab doorifs in our Dunedin studio 
uh, when you called through the city on tour. I, I struggled. I to, remember that. Yeah, I struggled yeah, to ride the faders. And, uh, the, the, this, yeah. this music just exploded in front of me. So, you know, we are seeing a very different side of your musical personality here, aren't we? Yeah, I guess so. You know, like um, the Drab Duriffs, I had just spent the last sort of 10 years prior to that in university libraries and lecture theatres and things and, you know, writing dissertations and whatnot. And so I kind of exploded out of that uh, world back into um, the excitement of making music with other people and performing it live and stuff. Um, whereas now, as, a, as an older person, um, this is more intellectual, I suppose, this, this music. It's, it's kind of like I'm trying to not reach out as far. I'm trying to go sort of deep inside myself and find, yeah, um, yeah, just expression and ideas and play with things just, just for the sake of making music. Um, whereas, you know, the Drab Duriffs, was um, we 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 weren't opposed to falling into genre molds, you know what I mean? It was like, hey, it's a bit surfy and it's a bit punky and cool. We're going to run with that. Uh, whereas this uh, album, all of human emotion on microfiche, I've tried to really resist um, being channeled into a direction by sort of previous musical types and, and genres and styles. I'm just trying to let it be its own weird exploration. Mm, so without verse, chorus, verse, and obvious hooks, what are you seeking to make enticing about the music? Well, I mean, I think there's lots that's enticing about music that doesn't have to be that folk song format. I mean, I love that folk song format, obviously, with verses where you tell a story and then choruses where you repeat a refrain. You know, it's it's extremely powerful. Um, but it's not the only way to organise sound you know um and so yeah i mean i i think there are pieces where i do that um although one of them it's like all the lyrics are quoting wittgenstein um just because i think it's they're interesting ideas that wittgenstein uh presents and then yeah there's songs like a coma which um yeah doesn't really have it's more like a blues in its structure in a way it just has verse and then line, um, you know, concluding sort of line or sentiment and then next verse. So, so you know, it's not totally far out, but, uh, but I do uh, like to question all those preconceptions about structure. And, um, yeah, I think it's enticing in terms of its sounds and ideas. And, yeah, I, I don't think we need to have that structure to have something good. You know what I mean? Like, just like you don't have to write in sonata form like, you know, Beethoven and Mozart and stuff in order to make interesting music. You mentioned uh, an intellectual aspect to it. Um, care to explain the album title from that angle? <laughs> yeah, all of human emotion on microfiche. I guess, you know, so much of the world um, is mediated to us through our technology these days, you know, uh, and so much of our lives is spent interacting with technology. And to me, outdated technology, with outdated technology like microfiche, it's easier to sort of see that, to see it for what it is. Um, 
like a, an overhead projector or something. You know, it's uh, way easier to see than some new app uh, that we're so sort of seduced by current technologies and are so immediately usable um, that w- we lose sight of what they are and how they change us and stuff. So I guess I'm reflecting on um, our lives as contemporary people and the technologies that we use, but I'm using microfiche as a little bit of a, you know, it's a metaphor, I guess, for for things like screens and the internet and, yeah, the mm. digital world. In a time when we needed to necessarily to spend more time to research, even though microfiche was, you know, a, a very phenomenal and useful tool, you still had to pour over it for hours sometimes to find what you wanted and needed. Yeah, that's right. Um, and, and as you say, you know, the collaborations on the record were done over the internet too. So, it's uh, you know, it's very, um, we're very connected to these um, technologies. But I think um, that's a really interesting thing um, to, to sort of question that and examine it and um, think about it. And, and so I guess that's one of the things that really is happening across across a lot of the, the words in the, um, yeah, in the record. Any new release can only, at the moment, come with some kind of muted kind of celebration. We're seeing tours postponed or cancelled again at this time. Was this ever made for a live setting? Um, I, I am keen to do live performances. Um, and I did one uh, last year um, that was very random. I mean, I, I would like them to be a lot less like your traditional live performance. So, so they'd be much more collaborative, and probably having different musicians working on different songs as well. So it would be a bit of a kind of a strange revolving door of um, people on stage. And and also, um, one thing, as I mentioned, I'm passionate about is sort of breaching genre boundaries. And so, like. Having you know traditional classical instruments up on stage along with you know um, I don't know things that are associated with hip hop or you know dance music or whatever it is um, that's the kind of live performance I'd like to do rather than just yeah just kind of trotting it out trotting out a set uh, in a in a conventional form not because there's anything wrong with that but just I've done that a lot, you know what I mean? I've, I've um, played a lot of shows and I'd like to explore yeah, new ways to, to make it fresh and interesting for people. Well, it feels like you've probably got a bit of time to prepare for that. <laughs> Good. <laughs> um, you'll be drawing satisfaction, I guess, from music in a different way uh, than when you did as a younger man, when Supergroove was immensely popular as a live act, when you were all over the radio. Did you have to quite purposefully realign your expectations of what music could bring you personally? Yes, uh, it was a difficult road, um, partly because being thrust into um, that limelight as a young person, I mean, I I was very keen on that, you know what I mean? I was like, for me, it was just part and parcel of the music dream, you know, was um, having it widely celebrated and enjoyed and and so on but but then once that actually happened um 
it was quite a disillusioning experience because, you know, I, I thought that that would be the fulfillment of everything and, you know, <laughs> uh, I'd live happily ever after sort of thing. Um, but I remember when we got our first number one single, yeah, it just was quite a hollow feeling for me on a personal level and that was a bit of a shock um, that I wasn't just going around walking on air um, <laughs> the whole time. So anyway... Um, yeah, then um, I got very disillusioned by the music industry itself uh, and thought that I didn't like music and thought that I'd tried it and I didn't get anything out of it. And I was very wrong about that, but it took me a long time to sort of come back to it. And once I did, I had a much clearer sense of what was important to me about music and how I wanted it to fit in my life. And it was much less about the music industry or success or popularity or anything like that it was just about the love of doing music as a meaningful pursuit and something intrinsically worthwhile in and of itself um and also the collaborations with other people and that being important and and the people being even more important than the music ultimately um and i had none of that when i was young um and yeah it's made it much more rewarding and also you know, my expectations about popularity and things are, you know, they're non-existent. I don't, I don't have, have any of that. I, I like to be able to share my music with people. And if some people like it, um, that always feels great. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not, um, my music isn't a vehicle for me to sort of, I don't know, yeah, extend my, um, empire of egotistical whatever um yeah i just like making music each day and on a day-to-day basis your your day job as you've described it working um with a sound and film and accompanying image how how does one make that transition how did the that first kind of assignment come to you we act actively seeking it or someone shoulder tap you and say i think you might be good at this um well i was lucky that as a young person, even in the very, very early stages of while well, I was doing Supergroove, I was also working at recording studios and sort of had family and stuff uh, loosely around the film industry and the advertising world and TV and stuff. And so, so I ended up getting the opportunity to pitch on a few jobs as a, literally as a teenager, uh, and I got paid total peanuts to when I if I got the job um, and, and I didn't take it that seriously at that time um, but as I got back into music um, I, I in the meantime had also developed a real love of film and storytelling it's something I care a lot about um, you know filmmaking and um, yeah like there's so many amazing great films and and series and stuff and, and getting to work on that sort of stuff is, is a real privilege. Um, and, and yeah, I think um, my new record sort of reflects where I'm coming from with that stuff too and that the prerequisite for that sort of work is you have to be able to be creative every day um, and be creative and not be too self-conscious to make things and offer them up to people. Um, and for their criticism, you know what I mean, which is a big part of um, film scoring work. Um, it's collaborative and so on. And so, yeah, um, in my 
uh, own work as well. It's just about staying in the zone of keeping creative and, and making things and not getting too frightened of that it's not going to be good enough or that it's going to be too weird or whatever. So what have you been uh, working on most recently that you've enjoyed outside of this album? Um, I have been working on a few sort of documentaries and things. Um, uh, did A Mild Touch of Cancer with Annie Goldson, um, which is a feature documentary. That was a nice project. Um, and I recently finished The Justice of Bunny King um, with Essie Davis and Thomason McKenzie. Um, that was Gason Tavart's uh, film. Um, and that, yeah, was a really rewarding project. And again, got to do some internet collaborating because uh, there were lockdowns and things right the, the first lockdowns came right as I was finishing that score so um, that was challenging but yeah th- these are big sort of projects that last many months and you really sort of put your heart and soul into so um, that's a really nice thing to be able to do you know really engage with some work that way. Well it's been fantastic to talk with you about your work Carl and in particular, this new album, All of Human Emotion on Microfiche. Um, where can we find it? Well, uh, like all things these days, it only exists on the internet. Um, so Bandcamp is a good place if you search Carl Stephen on Bandcamp. Uh, or indeed, you know, the usual suspects, Apple Music, Spotify, etc., etc. Um, yeah, YouTube, it's on all the, those um, things. Well, we really appreciate the time you've taken to join us here on ORFM here in Dunedin, Carl. Um, thanks so much for that, and, and all the very best for for this album and your continued work. It's been great to talk. Thanks so much. You've got a great station there. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.